0: Hello and welcome to series 3 episode 14 of Dad Educate's daughter on 80s music. Although this week is the start of in a sense people will probably see the bands and think they're more 90s because um they had their first hit in 1989. Um so literally they you're seeing the start of them and then obviously they peaked. More in the 90s. So people will class these as 90s bands rather than 80s, but their actual first top 40 hit was in the 80s, 89, um, with two groups actually releasing singles even before 1989. So we had REM release their first single. Wendell G in 1985. But um had no success. It came 90 number 91 in the top 100 but still was in the chart. Um so yeah, but it obviously took them till 1989 to get that top 40. Uh they actually had another two in 1987. Um I won't give it too much away, but they re-released them later on. So actually the um two songs that were hits in the 90s were actually first released in the 80s so um i will go into more on that the other groups is soul to soul they had fair play and feel free in 88 may and september for both of those but again obviously outside i think they're in the 60s um outside the top 40 but again um they have had songs released before in the mid 80s late 80s so um so yeah so um just to recap before i bring rebecca in um you had beautiful south rem lightning seeds soul to soul big fun and della soul so hello rebecca
1: hello dad
0: so um obviously these i mean obviously you were born in the 1990s so it's still even early even the 1990s really are, are early for you it wouldn't yeah. have been till the early mid 2000s noughties i yeah. suppose that you got into music but did you recognize any of these
1: i did i think i said last week when you were giving them out i recognized beautiful south rem and lightning seeds um and I recognise songs from them, but it's funny. That's, and that's I, sorry, there.
0: Yeah, that's what I meant. Was did you recognise any songs yeah. after listening yeah. from listening? Good. So yeah.
1: when I then listened, I recognised songs from all three of them, but I also recognised two songs from Soul to Soul
0: uh-huh.
1: and Big Fun. But I think I've worked out that I only recognise Big Fun because it was covered.
0: Okay, I can guess what that one is then. Yeah. Okay. Uh,
1: uh, yeah. It, there was just a lot of songs this week.
0: There was, and I apologise, it's because they were successful bands in the 90s, and I suppose I hadn't taken that into account of how many songs some of these groups actually had, but because they weren't 80s, I wasn't really thinking, and I'll be honest, it's the same next week when i give you the groups later on. Um, But this is... we're, we're, We're on the last... There is some other bands, some that I've missed, like one-hit yeah. wonders, and some that yeah. I didn't even consider. And then you've got, I've got a um two episodes lined up of groups that could have made it, but did so they they charted not in the top forty, right? And that was they never you never heard of them again.
1: <laughs> oh, okay.
0: So they okay. had once, well, you know, a couple of singles outside the okay. top forty, and then gave. Called it a day or whatever. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, so I've, got, I've got two episodes of those 80s, but then that's it. So, we are literally at the end.
1: Before you start with this episode, if you remember last week, you mentioned the grid swamp thing. Yes. So, I went and listened to it. Uh huh. Or the, I can't remember at all why you mentioned it or what it was referring um, to. I didn't write it next or no, anything. I, I just made a note of it. Yeah, but
0: I can't remember what it was I, about. Now I think no. it was to do with the trance music, and uh, and it was exactly. and the person yeah. behind it was from was the other half of um, oh gosh,
1: oh, uh, the,
0: uh, uh, soft cell soft with Mark Allmond.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Dave Ball. But yeah, I'm like, all right then. It's not. Not me at all. It's just noise of a little bit of talking every now and then. So when you've just said the trance music, it's like yeah, like yeah. I got that, got that one hundred percent. But yeah, I listened to it. Won't go back to it.
0: No. But, no. So, well, I think I don't think they have done it. anymore. The grit. Yeah, I'll never that, that, that song anymore. Uh huh. In
1: oh, okay. there, done that. Sorted. Okay. <laughs>
0: well, that was that was um the, the uh, you wouldn't. I'm just as well you were born when you were because if if you were in the 80s it would have been the 90s with that hip-hop trance music house music that you'd have you'd have grown up up. with.
1: if i was born in the 80s i might have liked it because that's all you had whereas where i was born mid-90s and i had the end of the mid-90s was very r&b to the beginning of the noughties that's what i go back to i listen to a lot Uh of our old Uh r&b okay that's
0: that's me. but if I along with the 80s, 80s i hope now you know
1: oh yeah i had heart 80s on today driving uh, around
0: there you go dad influenced daughter okay moving on let's talk music
1: yeah let's do it
0: okay so let's talk beautiful south
1: yes so i'm gonna talk about these and i really want to be like I don't want to give too much away, but I don't think I'm going to be able to hold back. So anyway, I'd heard of them, but when you sent the songs, none of them stuck out to me. I weren't like, oh yeah, I recognise this one. Um, But then when I've listened to it, I'm like, ah, yes, I know it. So I didn't know it from the title, I knew it from the actual song. What I really like about these are the lyrics the lyrics just speak to you every single song is well thought out they talk they like sing from experience like a lot of it's love song but they make it in an upbeat way like i think they can speak to everyone one thing that i did think was do they use different vocals like did that change at all so i'm intrigued about the members because some of it was different then there was a woman and there weren't so i'm like oh what, what went on there um I really liked their beginning bit. So obviously I had a lot of songs. I don't even want to count them. Um, but like towards the end of the middle, I want to say they went a bit downhill for me. And then they brought me back a bit at the end. Um, they're easy listening. And I, just, I don't know, like the li- I could go on and on and on about the lyrics. That I really enjoyed. That just put them up there for me. They're just, they're lyrical geniuses in my eyes. Um, in the videos is also when I noticed about their vocalists, like it would have like a focus point on someone else every few videos. So I want to know what went on there. Um, they keep it simple with their style um, and their videos, are either following a story to do with the lyrics or it's a performance video. And I've gone for just plain pop, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's a hint of something to do with apparently my old time favorite country.
0: Well, there's definitely no country in beautiful <laughs> South.
1: Okay. Just playing pop, though?
0: Uh, you'll find out in a couple of seconds. So I'll just read out who were the band members, and then we'll go on yeah. to forms. Oh, just before we go into that, I didn't ask, how many number ones this week?
1: Oh, I've gone for three.
0: Three? Yeah. Well done. Well done. Well, actually, there's four. Right. No, well, actually, there's, there's one four.
1: one outside the 80s. No, like, nah. That can't even they're be. All, the they're
0: all. They're all. They're pretty all much be, all outside. Yeah.
1: Them in there. Yeah.
0: No. No. One outside. One, one. of them was number one twice. Oh,
1: I know what that one is. <laughs> I know um, that
0: one.
1: Yeah. I've got one right. Yeah.
0: So beautiful, South. Then Paul Heaton on vocals. You may have remember his name.
1: Paul Heaton, I do. Dave
0: Hemingway on vocals, Sean Welch on bass, Dave Steed on drums and Dave Wathray on guitar. They also for the al- for the second and third album had Brian Corrigan on vocals or Brianna Brianna Corrigan on vocals. For the albums number 4 to number 7, so four albums, they had Jackie Abbott on vocals. And then for three albums, their final three albums, eight to, eight to ten, they had Alison Wheeler. So their first album, they had no lay, no women vocalist. And then for the, the 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 next lot of albums, they had a, a, a woman vocalist. But as okay. I say, they changed after so many albums for whatever reason. Right. So
1: there was like the change in the vocalist. Yes, set. yes. <laughs> couple of albums the album. yeah. that makes so they
0: fun. were formed in 1988 in Hull England and they are a pop rock band
1: oh I don't get any pop, like, uh, any rock from them oh, yes must be very subtle I'd agree
0: I'd have I'd probably gone pop yeah. sided towards well no they weren't really sophisticated pop yeah I'd have probably just gone pop Um, They were formed by Paul Heaton and Dave Hemingway following the breakup of their former group, the House Martins, who also had Fatboy Slim, Norman Cook in it. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: So Dave Hemingway and Paul Heaton, so they would have been at the beginning of the 80s with the House Martins, or middle, I think it was, 80s. And then that broke up. They all went their own way. Obviously, Norman Cook become fat boy slim um, and went very 90 music really with what he had whereas paul heaton and dave hemingway formed the beautiful south which was pretty much probably a a carry-on of the house martins type of music when you think of caravan of love
1: oh yeah i did like the house martins
0: yeah Yeah, Yeah. so i've got i've got a greatest hits album canned soup it's called and it's got both Beautiful South and the House Martins music on it. And it is a good album.
1: And they left that voice in that, didn't
0: they? So, didn't want to put it so in there. Yeah, yeah. It.
1: yeah they're, he's... They're, he it
0: was, it so. was the, with the vibe. Yeah. I suppose it's because Paul Heaton wrote most of the songs yeah. for
2: yeah. Beautiful he's South
0: and, for and House Martins. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So um, they were also joined by their House Martins roadie, Sean Welch along with the two Daves, Stead and Rothray. And it was Rothray along with Heaton who wrote most of the band's songs. Um, So their first album, Welcome to the Beautiful South, was recorded as a quintet, but all their following albums had a female vocalist, as I already pointed out. Um, So Heaton and Hemingway performed lead and backing vocals, so they sort of depending on what the song wanted and what have you, they decided which vocalist would have the lead and which was the backing.
1: I actually forgot to say, I like the turn taking. Like in songs, it's not just one person singing it, like someone will do that and there's a chorus and someone else will do that. And there's turn taking plus backing vocals. So I liked that. So what they did with that was really good.
0: Um, And then it was Hemingway, who uh, partnered Corrigan on lead vocals for A Little Time, which I think the way they got the vocals on that one is very good because obviously it's about a husband and wife having a row or boyfriend and girlfriend and how each of them need a little time and, and obviously it ends the in a video breakup. That. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which won the Band Brit Award in 1991 for Best Video. Oh, there you go.
1: I so, agree. Yeah. I like that
0: uh, Corrigan left um after the third album to pursue a solo career, although she had also disagreements with Heaton, um, over some of the lyrics, including 36D, which criticized the glamour industry. Ooh, um I didn't did have you, that I d no, I was gonna say I don't think that got in its um I mean it's a good song but it was just outside the top 40 I think so and I thought you had, and obviously, whereas sometimes I'd give you one just outside because of the amount of songs you had I didn't yeah so but it's definitely one to go and listen to but it, yeah it does um as you can imagine with the the, the title of the song 36D um it is about the glamour industry and um disrespecting women and what have you. or, or no what was it I've, I've written it down actually um oh. Which Criticized the uh, Five years later, Hemingway admitted, We all agree we should have targeted the media as sexist instead of blaming the models. So it's a dig at the models. And as I say, obviously Corrigan totally disagreed. And that wasn't the only one. There were some other songs and lyrics that she didn't agree with either. And yeah.
1: The lyrical genius.
0: So then Jackie Abbott was asked to join the band in 1994. So it's quite a few years after when you think that Mm. um, Need a Little Time was 1991. Um, So we're looking at 91, 92 by the time Corrigan left. And then in 1994, they bought in Abbott. After Heaton heard her singing at an after show party. Um, Before joining the band, she was working in a supermarket in her hometown of St. Helens, or in St. Helens. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Um, abbott left in 2000 after the album painting it red was released due to the pressures of touring and the need to look after her son who had been diagnosed with autism so that's why she left and then in 2003 alison wheeler joined for the recording of the eighth album gaze Um, and then beautiful south's final album was released on the 15th of may 2006 with the band then splitting in January 2007 following a meeting they had on the 30th. And they then released a statement on the 31st of January saying they were splitting due to musical similarities, um, which eh. was a reference to the musical differences that most bands put out. So in other words, it was an amical split. Oh, they just felt yeah. we'd they gone, but they, they just put out musical similarities because obviously every 30, band goes, yeah, yeah, we've got musical differences and we're going our own yeah. way. Probably what happened with House Martins, to be honest. Um, in their 19 years, the band sold around 15 million records worldwide. And Paul wow. Heaton is still touring as the South, I think it is, with Jackie Abbott.
1: So have you seen the? South?
0: I've seen them at Wee Wand, yes, yes. Are they good. Yeah, they yeah, like good? yeah. So, um, and she's probably the better of the. Although I do like, I need a little time. I, I, I do like a little time. Um prefer... Which obviously was with Corrigan, but I think Abbott. Jackie Abbott's voice was was the better one. obviously of the the three. I don't really, I can't really recall the the, the last one because I suppose it was at as Beautiful South was in the decline, probably not getting the hits that they were at their peak. So, you know, yeah. you've gone from the beginning, hit your peak, and then you've obviously come back down. And yeah. I'd say Alison Wheeler was obviously at that lower bit, whereas um probably Jackie Abbott stroke well, I'd say probably even Jackie Abbott was on the way down,
1: yeah. not
0: album wise, but certainly single wise, um, because I think obviously the peaks one, as you'll find out, was um I need a little time. okay so they had six top 10 singles and 10 top 10 albums so they had 1989's welcome to the beautiful south that got to number two in the album chart which was the the only album without a female singer Uh, 1990's choke which i actually have got that got to number two also 1992 0898 another reference to um the glamour model i suppose you could even say porn industry were like the chat line numbers oh you're phoning an 0898 number that was the the, what it was known as so they actually called uh, one of their albums 0898 that got to number four 1994 meow got to number six 1994, another album I've got, which is Carry On Up the Charts, the best of that got to number one. Uh, 1996, Blue Is the Colour got to number one. 1998, Quench number one. So it just shows you Ooh. they were still getting they were good quite albums. High with
1: that album. yeah. yeah.
0: 2000, Painting It Red, which was the last with Jackie Abbott, that got to number two. And then we go into 2001, Solid Bronze, their greatest hits, got to number ten. And then 2006, Superbuy number six.
1: Oh, so they were still high with their albums.
0: Yeah, but where were they where
1: with this? Would you say these are bigger than the House Martins?
0: Oh, I would say um, oh, it's hard. It's a hard one. Obviously, the House Martins had a number one. The Caravan of Love. Mm. Um, you'll find out if Beautiful South had a number one, I don't really or two, know. or three, or whatever. Um, uh, they were at different states. I mean, I like them both. Um, Which I one probably would, you would do say that? the most successful was Beautiful South. I preferred. I'd probably preferred the House Martins. Would be my get, but I did like Beautiful South. But as I say. They 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 are classed they're as a nineties a group rather than 80s So they would have been one of my group. They would have been a group group I followed in the nineties,
2: yeah.
0: Rather than being one that I'd look at as the eighties, yeah, yeah. Although true. I did like their their first song, which we're going to now go into. So nineteen eighty nine song forever for whoever. Um, I don't know if I can remember it now, but I knew all the names that were in it originally: Jennifer, oh, Alison, yeah. Philip, Sue. Deborah Annabelle, too. I think i yeah, that's
1: how that right. right. Yeah, definitely got the um,
0: tune right. So, yeah, so um, 1989 that was released and that got to number two. Wow,
1: nice! So, I recognize that one. It's soft, beautiful. Mel- oh, Ah, the, the vocals were amazing, and I just I just really liked it, but I recognized it. Yeah. So, it was a well, nice start. I have start. I've
0: got the single of that, I did buy the single. Back then. Oh, um, yeah, that, and that, that was, that's what obviously then everyone knew who Beautiful South were. They literally left the House Martins, come, I can't remember yeah. when the House Martins broke up. Um, but obviously they joined Beautiful South and then they get to number two with their first single, you know. So yeah, um, they were great in there, weren't
1: they? And then
0: 1989 as well, You Keep It All In, number eight.
1: Okay, this was my favourite. Again, I recognised. Uh-huh. I could probably tell you as we go on I'll be like oh this was also an up there song for me um, This is the one Where I really like the turn taking. They really took turns And I just really liked the song It, it was just a song that I just enjoyed
0: mm-hmm. Okay And still in 1989 so you know even though they were a 90s group they had We've So far had they've got hit. two Top 10 singles in The 80s uh, with uh, Song Forever at number 2 and you keep it all in at number 8 and this one, although it wasn't top 10 it was still top 40 I'll, say this ship, I'll Sail This Ship Alone number 31
1: Oh, I love this one it was upbeat but it had like a, a soft tone to it like a mellow tone they've got a nice violin sound in there as well I enjoyed it
0: so now we're going into the 1990s and we've got A Little Time And that was in the top ten. Was in the top
2: five. I need a little time.
0: Number one. Oh so Dave Hemingway and Paul Heaton had a number one with the House Martins and Kavanaugh Love. And then they've had a number one with the Beautiful South with A Little Time.
1: A little time It was a good song I preferred the video Over the song itself
0: Uh And again It might be a bit Like you know Take on me With a heart Sorry A heart With take on me Where the video Mm. Sold Singles Yeah Yeah Although uh, You know I mean I'm sure It would have been on them But MTV it was still bigger than the 90s, but nothing like obviously when it first yeah, came out. Like, although, although, I suppose it was getting bigger because more and more people were getting okay. Sky TV or cable TV as it was then, and like more, um, and getting to watch it. So, there were so more, yeah,
1: um, platforms to give out, uh, yeah, there were more channels.
0: Yeah, you'd probably have had VH1 by then as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but more people were getting access to cable TV then as well.
1: Yeah, definitely
0: so yeah uh 1992 old red eyes is back number
1: 22. okay this one was a head bopper upbeat 1992
2: still bell bottom tier number 16.
1: how about we are
0: each other oh sorry i've missed that out yes 1992 that is as well we are each other number 30.
1: That's fun and upbeat, but it's weird. The video is like the complete opposite. Like the video is a bit more focused on like, cause the lyrics are about like a partnership
2: uh-huh. and the
1: video goes deep into them, but the sound of it, like the music still gives you that fun feeling Like they've not dra- drowned on it. If you know what I mean? It's nice and catchy as well.
0: Okay. And bell bottom tier, as I say, number 16
1: female vocalist is where i really noticed there was a female vocalist really takes the lead um the only problem with this one it's got kind of the same. there's not much tone change throughout the song uh-huh the stage okay.
0: one so yeah well, obviously we're into the uh, jackie abbott era now um so 1994 good as gold number 23
1: the first female vocalist, you know, because this one I just found repetitive. It's more of a background song I found, this one. Okay.
0: 1994, Everybody's Talking, number
1: 12. I recognise this one. Um, It's a nice sing-along song. I enjoyed okay. it. Uh,
0: 1994, Prettiest Eyes, number 37.
1: Do you want me to tell something funny? You sent this over as pettiest eyes, and I was like, I can't find it can't find it. So I didn't listen to it during the week because I couldn't find it on uh, Spotify. It were not until then I was doing the video. I was like, oh, it's Prettiest Eyes. But I like yeah. the lyrics. It's a really meaningful song. This is, I think that one made me realise about the lyrics. Like, because I'd kind of been like, oh, yeah, the lyrics are good. The lyrics. That one I then was like, ah, they really do talk about stuff in all their songs. And this one they go deep with. <laughs>
0: Okay, 1994 still. So you can see 1994 is obviously there, you know, even though they haven't had any real big hits, they've got a lot of songs coming out. One last love song, number 14.
1: They go quite deep with it, but it's a nice soft song. Okay,
0: 1995 now, Pretenders to the Throne, number 18.
1: I didn't always understand what they're singing, which was sad because I knew that they probably were singing some amazing lyrics because um, they just made it a bit fast paced didn't fit in with them
0: my favorite now from 1996 waterdam number five
1: i was just i was gonna say this is another upload of the song this is probably my second favorite it's just i really like the chorus as well it's really catchy
0: yeah i, I like that and obviously a song for forever is my other one um but yeah i do like waterdam Uh, 1996 still Don't Marry Her number
1: 8 I like the lyrics and it's sing along I just feel like it was more it's on the other side so like it's more focused on the females coming from the females perspective whereas a lot of them have been from the males perspective
0: 1997 Blackbird on the Wire number
1: 23 this got beautiful music to it but the song itself is slow.
0: Okay. 1998, Perfect Ten, their second, number two.
1: Oh, I recognise this one as well. This one starts off quite slow and then you get into it and it picks up.
0: 1998, Dumb, number 16.
1: I just found this one a bit repetitive.
0: Okay. 1999 how long's a tear take to dry number 12
1: this one's upbeat and i like that it just goes straight into the song there's no messing you just i think like the first lyric is to do with the i don't think it's how long how long's a tear take to dry but it's something around that and it just uh. goes straight into it so it it, it caught me i like
0: that. okay so going into the noughties now 2000 closer than most number 22
1: quite a simple song like it's just to the point like it's a fast-paced vocal wise but yeah it's just to the point it's not complicated you just follow it it's nice okay 2003
0: just a few things that i ain't number 30
1: this one is another up there song for me um this is probably my favorite lyric lyrically but like i just I enjoyed the music like it was all to the point um and they just get their message across it's great love it uh, 2004
0: living thing number 24
1: uh, this one just sing along it didn't stand out nothing special just...
0: okay and then 2005 this will be our year it obviously wasn't um got to number 36 And it was their last top 40 single.
1: You say it obviously wasn't, but I'm like, they end on such a high. It's a great song. Like, it's a great one to end on for them. Like, if I just had Beautiful South and started with a song for whoever and finished with This Will Be Our Year, that's a great, like, if I was to do like a mixtape, I'd put a song for forever as the first one and This Will Be Our Year as the last one. Don't care what's in between, because that's starting on a great song and ending on a high.
0: Mm. Great this will be our year and then literally two years later 2000 beginning of 2007 they'd split up
1: yeah but what a great song okay
0: moving on then to rem
1: okay these ones i'd put as pop rock they've got a bit of rock in there more rock than pop i'd say um they do a bit of but like they've got the harsh tones of the rock but they mellow it down So like the softer as well i recognize the band name but again couldn't think of any songs until i listened and recognized some um i prefer their beginning stuff um and again i've got loads for these and the songs started to sound like one another so when you go through the songs there is one song that i think all i've written is it sounded like and I've I've said another song. Um I wanna know what their name means because REM, I think I've always wondered that. Well, I can
0: it. only guess it's rapid eye movement. I couldn't find anything on it. Okay. REM stands for rapid eye movement, but whether I that's what they that. they have it for, I don't know.
1: Did not know that, but okay, that's a bit odd. If it if it does mean that, like why? But, yeah. but anyway. Um I can't 100 percent tell who's in the band from their videos. I think it's three men and a woman. They seem like, they like dark lighting and like in bars or they tell a story, they're on location, crowds of people. You can't always tell what's going on or who the focus is on. Um, Like was one thing I did think like towards the end, I was like, was there a change of people or have they gone on for that long that they look completely different? Um, But yeah, I feel like, They've made it. They've made it, obviously. But I just couldn't tell much about them. So I can't tell you their style or what I think thought of what they were wearing. Nothing like that.
2: Okay.
0: So RVM were Bill Berry, drums, Peter Buck guitar, Mike Mills bass and keyboards, and Michael Stripe on vocals.
1: So I got they four were f- right. But there weren't a woman. It
0: was no. Okay. <laughs> they were formed in 1980. So, as I've already oh, said. Oh, you know, yeah. Really so, exactly. Didn't make it. Yeah. But, but um, as I already said, they, they had their first foray, let's say, into the charts in oh, 1985. Yeah. I mean, it got to the, into the 90s, but it still got into the yeah. chart. And also, they are from Athens, Georgia, US. So it could have been wow, that they were
2: it could have been big it took over a while there,
0: before then. getting over to here. So they may well mm-hmm. have been bigger in America in the yeah. early eighties, mid eighties, um, yeah, but we hadn't cool. heard of them until obviously the late eighties.
1: Yeah, and
0: they are an alternative rock group.
1: Okay, I did say more rock, but I still thought they were quite poppy. Yeah,
0: classed as alternative rock. Okay. Um, I think we could have this. We could do this podcast forever and never really understand some of the genres that people are given. Mm-hmm. Um, in it 1980,
1: keep it simple rock, pop, r&b stuff like, do you know what I mean? Like, none of these sub genres, none, yeah.
0: no sophisticated pop, no synth. i can't pop.
1: Get my head around it. No. synth pop, yeah, because that actually means something with the synthesizer, right? Something, I do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, but, but you could just call it electronic, then,
1: yeah. But in my head, they're the same thing,
0: well, that's what I'm saying. So, rather than have the pop, just go pop, rock country r&b or soul or soul and electronic
1: yeah jazz but anyway
0: but yeah in 1981 the band released their first single radio free europe on the independent label hip tone obviously this is in america this was followed by the ep chronic town on our irs records And then in 1983, the band released their debut album, Murmur, and built up a good reputation and following with releases every year from 1984 until 1988. So as I say, they were bigger obviously in America before they were were even known over here. Um, It was during the 90s that they became more commercially successful with their Out of Time in 1991 and Automatic for the People 1992 album releases, with Out of Time receiving seven nominations at the 34th Annual Grammy Awards.
2: So they were, like, quite big.
0: Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Until we we knew them, they were Mm. were obviously big. This is now in the 90s, so this is when they are really commercial and obviously making it internationally as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, following the success of those albums, R.E.M. signed to Warner Brothers in 1996 for a reported US dollar 80 million pounds, Whoa. which at the time was the most expensive recording contract ever. That is will now give you a, an idea of the stratosphere that REM were, were taken in. You know, you don't just sign an $80 million dollar contract if you're not big.
1: So, yeah, they were big in America, 100%.
0: Well, by this time, they're big everywhere. We're, well, we're yeah. talking 1996 now. But, yeah, yeah. obviously, um, they'd already got that uh, hardcore fan base we, in America.
1: Can we just recap? and you've said at the time that was the biggest record deal how yeah. much are people getting nowadays
0: well like i think that's... Robbie Williams Robbie Williams had a, a a a very similar record deal himself when he went solo with sony i'm oh, pretty sorry. sure he, he naive, looked it up
1: am i naive to think that, that just that they just i just can't believe that people get that money
0: oh, yeah.
1: well, why did you not give me a talent of singing dad because I haven't million. got it.
0: Yeah. Or <laughs> well, footballers. Footballers, musicians, movie actors. Yeah. Entertainment it's, as a whole is a big, I you think, know. Yeah. You think of the think, gaming industry think, and how much what that's growing into now, the gaming yeah. industry, and how much programmers of these, you know, Grand Theft Auto and what have you, what they're making. You yeah. Know? So, yeah. I, I just
1: um, it, I can't get my head around it.
0: Yeah. Well, as I say, Robbie Williams, I'm pretty sure I had a very similar deal with Sony Records. I think it was Sony when he um, first signed and obviously tried to make it big in America. Um, anyway, moving on to, we're sticking with R.E.M. Uh, the following album, New Adventures in Hi-Fi, is hailed as the band's last great album. And it is also the f- member's favourite album. Uh, with the band growing in cult status... Berry left, leaving Stripe Buck and Mills to continue as a trio.
1: Oh, okay. So there would be songs that I've had where they're a trio.
0: Yes. Very obviously, we're talking towards the end. 1998 onwards, I think it would have been around. Um, Their 1998 album, Up, was an electronic experiment. that commercially was unsuccessful. However, list when I go through where the albums come, just remember up. I'm telling you now, it was commercially unsuccessful. And then wait to see where it came in a chart. Okay. Um, in um, in 2007, the band was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Not with that Berry.
2: Yep.
0: Yeah, with Berry reuniting with the band for the ceremony. Obviously, oh, he was like, part of the band. Yeah. yeah, in September 2011, after years of touring and 15 studio albums, the band disbanded amicably. So, okay. nice parting of the waves. What year was so, that? That was in September 2011.
1: Oh wow! Okay. Bearing in
0: mind, they formed in 1980.
1: Yeah. So they managed to go, and they and they split amicably. So yeah, that's yeah. good going. Well, their
0: first single released was in
1: 1981.
0: God, that's a long so, time, isn't it? About thirty years. Yeah. So yeah. So REM in those thirty years had eleven, obviously in the UK, eleven top ten singles, and eleven top ten albums. The albums are 1991, Out of Time. Number one. 1991, The Best of R.E.M. Number seven. 1992, Automatic for the People. Number one. 1994, Monster. Number one. 1996, New Adventures in Hi-Fi. Number
1: one. Oh my god, okay.
0: I'll wait for up. 1998, their electronic experiment album, which was oh. commercially an un not successful. Up yeah. number two. So obviously it is unsuccessful oh. when you think of it against their other albums, but it yeah, got but they to number, number two.
2: Seven. <laughs> they had the number seven.
0: Yeah, that was the best of.
2: Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, come on, that's being picky, isn't it? <laughs>
0: So then in 2001, Reveal, number, number
1: one. one. Oh, my God. <laughs> They've set themselves a standard that they think a, number two is unsuccessful. <laughs>
0: that's well, uh, that's what the they, the media called it, unsuccessful commercially. It was unsuccessful. It didn't get to number one. Um, 2003, In Time, the best of, number one. <sighs> oh. 2004. Furthermore, we now that we've gone through a whole decade here of albums in the nineties. Pretty much, other than a best of at number seven and up at number two, they were all number ones. We've then yeah. started. In, we've then gone into two thousands. We've had reveal at number one. We've had in time the best of number one. We've had around and in two thousand and four around the sun number one. Two thousand and eight accelerate number
1: one. Oh my god.
0: And then their last album in 2011, Collapse Into Now, number five.
1: And it did collapse then. <laughs> oh come that one weren't mentioned about being unsuccessful?
0: Well, that was obviously, they were a trio by this time. And I would guess they obviously, they knew their time was up. And hence they mm-hmm. so then disbanded after that. Album, but After still,
2: all their albums, though
0: they, they are clearly an album group, and clearly you can see now why they had an 80 million dollar record contract
1: 100%. I just think that like, I can't get my head around it.
0: Probably one of the most successful bands that we've covered as far as um album probably. charts,
1: probably. Yeah,
0: know so. You didn't obviously say with uh, um, who who your f- number ones were, but did you have REM or I, did you have Beautiful South down for number one?
1: No, I, no, I didn't have Beautiful South down. I had REM with Losing My Religion. I had Three Lions with Lightning Seeds, and i put Soul to Soul with Back to Life.
0: Okay. So REM, 1987. It's the end of the world as we know it. Had
1: this song stuck in my head so many. It
0: times. is a good song, isn't it? Well,
1: it just pops into my head. I'm yeah. like, what are you doing? Here?
0: Well, obviously we're into 1989, aren't yeah. we? But I'm now yeah. saying 1987. Yes, that's because in 1987, when it was originally released, it only got to number 87.
1: Oh, they re-released it then.
0: They re-released it in 1991, and it just scraped into the top 40. You wouldn't have even been listening to it otherwise. Number
1: 39. Shut up. Yeah. recognise this one.
0: Yeah.
1: It's a memorable. I've even written that it's memorable. That's how often it's been in my head. <laughs> i'm also
0: 1987 the only one i love number 51
1: oh i thought this was heartfelt bit repetitive though
0: it was re-released in 1991 and got to number
1: 16
0: okay okay so now we're going into 1989 orange crush which was their first top 40 hit in the uk at number 28
1: this is my favorite. It's my favorite. I love this song. I just think it's so catchy. This one I've listened to a couple of times. Not going to lie, I like it. I don't know what it is okay. about it. <laughs>
0: uh, now, which did you say was their number one? The losing one. my religion. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, nineteen ninety-one, losing my religion, number nineteen.
1: Really? Okay, yes. I recognise this one as well. It's a nice sing-along song. This is my, that I've also kind of put as my favourite, but I didn't want to because I recognised it. Okay,
0: 1991, Shiny Happy People, number
1: six. Okay, I was going to be like, oh, this could be the number one. But no, this is upbeat and feel good. Again, I recognise that one. Shiny Happy People was a song that I recognised from the title.
0: Yeah, the this movie. is a song that put them on the map in England more than any yeah. other song. And yeah, I think if one losing one my religion, thing. which some could say was a bit slow, you know, sort of, you know, oh, I mean, Veneman, I we're in the, the, the hip hop era and Manchester which we'll probably go into a bit more later or tomorrow Uh, next week. I think when you've got some of their mad, the Manchester lot that started in the eight uh, in the late eighties, obviously 89. Um, So I think they had to find their place. And I think shiny, happy people. It had they, that, that been their first, then I think losing my religion would have been a much higher. I may, may it's the end of the world as we know it, you know, that they, for whatever reason that didn't chart either, you know, at number 39, but yeah, shiny happy people was like their breakthrough at number 6 okay Uh, 1991, near wild heaven, number 27
1: okay I really like how the vocals work together on this one, but I'm not quite sure what they're singing, not gonna lie okay
0: 1991, radio Sony, number 28
1: Radio
0: song, song I've written. Sony, I haven't done the G. <laughs> I did when I when I when I was reading it just now. I thought I don't remember Sony. But <laughs>
1: Radio that's what I've written
0: song number twenty-eight.
1: Um, I like the guitar uh, I like the guitar chords in the intro, but it's got quite harsh sound. It's quite rock sounding. This one. Uh-huh.
0: 1992, Drive number eleven.
1: Ooh, it was slow. And a bit repetitive. It weren't really up there for me. Okay.
0: 1992, Man on the Moon, number
1: 18. Right. I really like the chorus and wish the rest of the song sounded like the chorus. Because the chorus is the bit that saves it for me.
0: Okay. 1993, Sidewinder Sleeps Tonight, number 17.
1: This is upbeat. This one brings it back. So, like, there was a bit... Of the ones that I've just, like, that you've just spoken about that are a bit eh for me. This one really got me to like it.
0: 1993, Everybody Hurts, number seven.
1: I recognised it and it just hits deep. It's a deep song, isn't it?
0: 1993, Night Swimming, number 27.
1: They've stripped this one back from, like, the harsh rock tones and I like the use of the piano in it.
0: 1994, What's the Frequency? Kenneth, number nine.
1: This is the most rock sounding. There's a, you know, I don't like the solos that guitar players have. Just put me off.
0: 1994, Bang and Blame, number 15.
1: Right, so this one sounds like Losing My Religion. When it was kind of getting into it, I started in my head singing Losing My Religion. And then it got to the chorus. I was like, it's not losing my religion. And this is where I'm like, oh, some of them sound similar. So when I was listening to it in the car, I was like, how long am I listening to REM for? Like, have I gone all the way around? Like, I'm very confused. But yeah. So it just sounded like losing my religion. But I liked it because it sounded like it. Okay,
0: 1995, Crush with Eyeliner, number 23.
1: Oh, I like the vocals. It's slow, but it has been in my head a few times. Can't lie. Okay, nineteen
0: ninety five, Strange Covences, number
1: nine. Oh, this one was up there because the vocals kind of change, like from where it's kind of like a rocky. They don't always sing; they're sometimes a bit talky, singy. This one is like proper singing throughout, and it just I don't know, it hit different.
0: Okay, nineteen ninety five. Tongue number thirteen.
1: Quiet. There's not much body to this one. I'm not a fan of that one.
0: Okay, nineteen ninety six. Now bear in mind, "Shiny Happy People" in nineteen ninety one was their best single so far, at number six. Ebo the letter number four.
1: Oh, okay, I just couldn't get into it, you know. Well.
0: Nineteen ninety six, Bittersweet Me, number
1: nineteen. Oh, okay. I think that one could have charted higher for me. I really like the chorus and how it like picks up for the chorus and then goes back and like it. Yeah, I liked that one. Nineteen ninety
0: six, Electrolyte, number
1: twenty nine. It's a bit slow, but the vocals to music. There were a good balance of the vocals to music.
0: 1998, Day Sleeper, number six.
1: Okay, it takes a while to get into the song, but it's not bad.
0: 1998,
1: Lotus, number 26. Okay, this one stuck out, like stood out to me. I liked how it was a bit different sounding from the rest. Can't mm-hmm. put my finger on, like, what made it different, but it, it definitely stood out
0: 1999, At My Most Beautiful, number 10.
1: Mm-hmm. This one's stripped back and focuses on the vocals.
0: We're now into the 2000, the noughties, The Great Beyond, number three, so their best single Ooh. to date.
1: I liked the lyrics. Like, in this one, there was something about an elephant I just really liked how random it was. I can't remember what lyric was, but I just remember it being about an elephant. Um, Mm. It would have been my favourite if it was more upbeat. Okay. 2001,
0: Imitation of Life, number six.
1: So this one's a head bopper, but the vocals are a bit quiet, but I like the music on it.
0: Okay. Still 2001, All the Way to Reno, or Reno, number 24
1: this one was just simple just uh-huh. plain simple
0: okay 2003 bad day number
1: eight mm. i so i've not even written what i thought was a song on this one because the video just i really like the video so they were like pretending to be presenters so they'd sing but the lyrics linked to what a presenter could say oh you have to watch it it's a really good video like they all play a mm. different presenter. So there's weather channel. There's someone else. that's the actual main presenter. It's great. I really liked it. Two thousand and four.
0: Animal number
1: thirty three. Oh yeah, I'd put it up there. It just had a lot of harsh tones. Two thousand and
0: four. Leaving New York number
1: five. This is another slow one. I'm waiting for the beat to kick in, and it doesn't really kick in like it should.
0: Okay. Number five, oh, sorry, 2005, Electron Blue, number 26.
1: This one just had the same tone throughout.
0: And then also 2005, Wanderlust, number 27.
1: Mm, this one weren't that great. It's slow. I just feel like they lost their sound. I like, weren't them anymore. Like, it was time to go. Yeah.
0: Okay moving on then to the lightning seeds a group that i did like in the 80s in the 90s i mean again like beautiful south Mm. wasn't really an re although i've got the best of because i did but just not enough to go out and yeah
1: like get an album
0: yeah and i think that proves it with their the way their albums have charted compared to their Mm. singles
1: yeah yeah so
0: you know people Preferred to buy their albums over the singles, but obviously, unless you're really a fan, I, I you know, you would just, go out and get I
1: the just bought collection. the best of. Yeah.
0: Um. So they had enough fans, but there were more albums, obviously. Yeah. Behind they their going out out of well buying
1: everything, and... but they wanted to hear it all.
0: Yeah. Mm. So the Lightning Seeds.
1: Yeah. So last week when you were saying, I was like, I recognise them, and then off recording, I said. Like, we confirmed there was... I knew there was Three Lions. Um, so I've obviously heard of them because of the football song. I bet they've made millions from that alone and still do to this day. Um, I'm really surprised that I knew other, uh, other songs that they had. Like, when I was going through it, I was like, oh, I recognise this one. Like, it's weird. Because I would have put them as a one-hit wonder. Because, like, if, whenever I've heard Three Lions, I always think... Oh yeah, these were probably people that released it for the World Cup and then did nothing else, but apparently not. Um, I can't narrow them down to one sound. They're a bit all over the place. Like, I prefer their early stuff to anything else. I've put them as pop rock, because I think they've got a bit of both in there. Um, their beginning stuff, like their videos, Like, they've got a couple that purely link to football. Um, I don't really see who's in the band through the videos. I want to say they're all male. Um, lead vocal- vocalists, I think I have seen them in videos. Like, and then towards the end, I saw a bit more of them, but I can't tell you how many are in the band or whatever. But they, whenever I have seen any of them, they were wearing sunglasses. So I thought that was quite cool. And their outfits have been coordinated. But like I say, I've only seen like two or three. So I don't know whether that's all of them or whether there was more. Videos are quite random. Very random, like they're mostly singing and playing their instruments, but they could be in like some like there was one in like a desert, there was one like oh, it's just weird. And then they've got like an animated one, and then they've got their football ones, so yeah, very hit and miss with their videos. But no, I was surprised by them, like that they had that amount, considering when you think of them, you think three lines, and that's it.
0: Okay, yeah. so the lightning seeds are Ian Brody on vocals, Martin Campbell on bass. Ali Kane on keyboards, Chris Sharrock on drums, Paul Hemmings on guitar, and Simon Rogers on guitar, bass, and keyboards. Or at least...
2: Oh, yeah. You
0: know, obviously not yeah. I've seen all at once, but yeah. They were formed in 1989 in Liverpool, and they're an alternative rock, indie pop, and they are probably the start of the Britpop, which obviously, as we know, obviously Britpop, which the Spice Girls, I suppose, were...
1: And that's 19. true, yeah. But still I'm like, no, just call it pop. Just because you're British doesn't make it special. It's <laughs> still the same as the rest of the world.
0: So Ian Brody formed the Lightning Seeds after leaving Big in Japan in nineteen seventy-nine. Now Big in Japan, although there is a song called Big in Japan by Alpha Ville, this is the I group. Recognize. This is the group, yeah. Didn't really do much. However, its members did all go on to do things as you will find out. Listen to this lineup. I mean, Big in Japan had it been afterwards would be known as a supergroup because it had Bill Drummond, KLF, Holly Johnson, Frankie Goes to Hollywood, Peter Clark, also known as Budgie, Susie and the Banshees, and Dave Balf. Teardrop explodes as well as obviously Ian Brody, Lightning Seeds. Although oh. it took Brody much longer to get back into singing, as during the 80s, he was better known as a producer, having worked oh. with Echo and the Bunnymen, Wall of Voodoo and The Fall. Um, he got the name Lightning Seeds from a misheard lyric, um, in Prince's Raspberry Beret, he, um, in which Prince sings, thunder drowns out what lightning sees. And Ian Brody obviously misheard it as lightning seeds. That's quite funny. And he says, Ian, um, put it as that. Um, so the 1989 debut album of the lightning seeds, Cloud cuckoo land brody was the lightning seeds no one else was with him at this time he he was a soloist
1: just him
0: so he performed the vocals he played the instruments as well because of his background he produced the album
1: he's multi-talented and he He could just he could be a a one-man band and that's what that was really wasn't it
0: so in 1991 he changed record labels leaving rough trade for virgin and he drafted in simon rogers as his new partner rogers had helped with the programming on the first album um, the album sense was released in 1992 and featured the song the life of riley written by Brody for his son with an instrumental version being used for the bbc tv match of the day's goal of the month competition
1: ah, explains the video then sorry that one that explains the video that one's yeah. got like football clips in the video uh-huh
0: ah. so in 1994 they signed to epic records and embarked on a touring schedule as Brody had been wanting to perform live again for some time and this was the first time he found someone at a record company who believed in the lightning seeds as much as him okay so obviously then they because they believed in him they put money towards it because it all costs money, you know. So up until then, no one had believed in it enough for him to have enough to go and talk yeah,
1: it out there. And get himself.
0: Yeah,
1: so it's like they invested in him, really.
0: So it was due to this that Brody bought in the rest of the band following the release of the third album, Jollification, in nineteen ninety four, which included contributions from Terry Hall, The Specials, Fun Boy Three, and Colourfield, who god rest his soul recently died um, alison Moyer from yazoo and ian McNabb from the icicle work in 1996 the football association commissioned brodie to write an england song for the upcoming euro 96 tournament to be held in england brodie agreed on one condition that comedians Frank Skinner and David Badill, who presented the fantasy football show, which was a big show back then, um, participated in the video or participated in it with him. Obviously, that was agreed to, as well, we know.
1: That's, I was going to ask who they were because yeah. it says Lightning Seeds and then those two yeah. names. Right. In
0: 1997, the Lightning Seeds headlined the Hillsborough Justice concert and gained international exposure with the song You Showed Me, which was included in the Austin Powers soundtrack.
1: Oh so like is all of a sudden managed to yeah. just get it out there.
0: Yeah. So bear in mind as I say the um Big in Japan they they um disbanded in nineteen seventy-nine and then all those other ones, so Holly Johnson and Frank goes to Hollywood, it, um, of Teardrop Explodes, um whoever's a KLF, yeah. um and Susie and the Band we've yeah. already mentioned those, you know, yeah. in all right, KLF was only recent as well, but all they've all, you know, they were all in probably episode four well, Teardrop Explodes, I think, was in series one. Uh, Frank Goes Hollywood series two, Susie and the band. She's probably series two. So other than KLF, which was earlier in this series, he's taken a while. But as I say, he was producing.
1: Yeah, but now look like
0: yeah. Then he went on into the 90s, and as you're about to hear, in 1999, the album Tilt lead single was Life's Too Short, which Radio One DJ Chris Moyles heralded as one of the band's strongest singles to date 1999
2: that
1: is oh so he's like yeah do you know what make do it later he's gone bigger he's got bigger he's done he's done better
0: yeah the lightning seeds also performed at glastonbury on the main stage and in 2014, the songs and career of Ian Brodie were celebrated in a concert featuring the Royal Liverpool Philharmonica Orchestra and performances from various artists, including Ian McCulloch, Echo and the Bunnymen, who he used to produce, yeah. uh, Terry Hall, the specials, Fun Boy 3, and kind of feel we've already said contributed some writing of some of the songs in one of the albums, yeah. um, as well as Brodie himself. In June 2022, a new single, Sunshine, was released.
1: So they're still going? Still going. They must be rich as anything. <laughs>
0: they're not seen they're as still, a... Um...
1: Yeah, but three lions makes them probably a million well, yeah, a year, obviously. anyway. Especially every four years.
0: <sighs>
1: uh. Well, no, actually, because it gets played for the Euros as well. <laughs>
0: They're every two years until
1: they literally, yeah. But then World Cups every four years, so every two years, yeah. So every two years, years. you got the
0: they're both every four years, so yeah, every two years you'll have one and the other,
1: yeah. Until England actually bring it home, yeah. That song's making them.
0: Well, Three Lions is is equivalent to a Christmas song, isn't it? You know, yeah,
1: yeah, but it's only one, there aren't any. It's his pension number, you haven't got anything to compete against.
0: Well, no, Word in Motion mean. was okay by um, New Order. What, that, was a, that was a good England song, yeah. We're playing for England, England. Does it get played? It get played? That, that's it. Uh, well, probably, no. Not to the um, same
2: extent.
0: Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. And it was released again this year with an updated Not video funny. with um, obviously Frank Skinner and that with grey hair this time now, you know, because uh, it's
1: not going to lie how years I, I didn't look at the video because there uh. were so many songs I just wrote my notes for Three Lions because to be honest I didn't even need to listen to it but I did but I didn't need to uh. I didn't watch the video though
0: so the Lightning Seas had two top 10 singles and one top 10 album which was 1997's Like You Do The Best Of number five which is the one I've got oh.
1: okay so, yes were any of their greatest hits
0: so, regarding their singles, 1989, which is why they're on this podcast, Pure, number 16.
1: Ooh, see, I recognise this one, and I like sing along. I just think it's just pure and simple. It's Great song.
0: Uh-huh. And that was their only 80s hit. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Uh, 1992, The Life of Riley. Number 28.
1: Recognised it again. It's a feel-good song. I enjoyed that one.
0: So if you go back to what I was saying, um, the Lightning Seeds, as far as the 80s go, weren't a group. It was just Ian Brody.
1: Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. One-man band. 1992,
0: Sense, number 31.
1: Again, recognised it. See, I was surprised that I actually recognised songs. Really like the chorus. It's a nice sing-along song. 1994,
0: Lucky You, number 43. However, re-released in 1995, which is why you've got it, because it got to number 15. my favourite.
1: Ah. Shock, like the Dark Horses. Um, I re- the oh, it's a good song.
0: song. Oh, yeah. lucky you.
1: Yeah. And they show off
0: their... Yeah, 1995, change, number 13.
1: This is softer sounding, nice and simple.
0: 1995, marvellous, number 24.
1: Upbeat, again they show off their vocal range. Okay,
0: 1995, perfect,
2: number 18.
1: It's a bit depressing. Mm. I think this is my least favourite of theirs It doesn't pick up Okay
0: 1996, Ready or Not Number 20
1: This one gets you moving Really good chorus as well
0: 1996, Three Lions Number 1 Also 1998,
1: Number 1 Yeah, let's see Uh, I knew a new When you said there's one that's been number one twice and I went, I know which one that is. There's that one. Um, yeah. It's just legendary. It was number one for the
0: Euros and it was number one for the World Cup.
1: Yeah. It's legendary. Everyone knows it and it's still linked to England now, as we've already said.
0: Yeah. 1996, What If? Number 14.
1: I like the lyrics, but I feel like they could have done more with it and there could be more put into it.
0: Mm-hmm probably my favorite 1997's sugar-coated iceberg number 12
1: you know what's really weird like it's a feel-good song but if you listen to the lyrics it shouldn't be a feel-good song <laughs> but i liked it yeah
0: 1997 you showed me number
1: eight this one was more of a background song it's just slow mellow weren't really like the others
0: And in 1999, Life's Too Short, number 27.
1: This was a good end to them. It was nice and upbeat. I liked it. Nice way to finish that group.
0: Okay. Moving on to Soul
2: to Soul. Yes.
1: I've gone for Soul, R&B, Rap, any of those. Um... It's a difference that we've moved into something completely different. Can tell that we've like they are part of the 90s more compared to the other three groups. They're a mixed group with men and women. Um, but I feel, feel like there's different people in the songs. So a bit like Beautiful South Wales, I like, are there different vocalists, but this one is a bit more that it seems like there's different vocalists. I like the rap and the singing together, but I feel like they did a lot of experimenting. Like the songs aren't like you can't really have two the same. And I think they should have stuck with... I think they had just two big hits. And that's their first two, Keep On Moving and Back To Life. And I think they should have stuck with that sound. Um, and I think people would have been more intrigued after those two songs to listen to them and see if they did anything else similar. And that's why they had hits. I don't know. Um, I can't speak for people. They're very 90s looking. And I like the pop of colour. And they just seem like cool people. Like They just seem people that you'd have been like, yeah, I want to be like you
0: that then. Okay, so Soul to Soul were Jaddy B on vocals, Karen Wheeler on vocals, Jazzy Q on the turntables, HB on the turntables, A on was a rapper, um, and then you had Doreen Waddell and Rose Rindross also on vocals. So they were more group than a band.
1: Yeah, but also Obviously. you saying that I'm intrigued now because Keep on Moving featured Karen Wheeler but you Yeah so she
0: getting... um I think they were getting a, a she wasn't a, a known person originally so obviously I suppose Soul to Soul originally were just Jazzy B and Jazzy Q and HB and then you had
1: featuring Karen
0: Wheeler and then Karen Wheeler become part of them. Right. But she was always there but they just put her as featuring for the first
1: song. That part. So yeah.
0: So they were formed in 1988 London and they are soul, R&B, rap and reggae pop or reggae rock, sorry, reggae rock. But look at
1: me with the soul, R&B and rap. There's me. They've just got a bit of all of this.
0: Yeah.
1: And sold so as most of their name, not gonna lie. I didn't uh, hear it as much.
0: So they were founded by Jazzy B and they initially attracted attention playing at the Africa Centre in London with their club nights. Um and they got more popular. They moved to the much larger The Fridge nightclub in Brixton.
1: So they were so, kind of like underground
0: yeah so the soul, soul to soul are seen as one of the groups to cement the ever popular club culture for the 1988 second summer of love as it was called obviously we've had a a group sing the second summer of love danny wilson um so yeah that's what it was known as in 1988 the second summer of love and it was like a culture of club culture um in the uk and Ibiza, along yeah. with venues in manchester the the has hacienda which obviously um was owned by new orders peter hook um which we spoke about and in liverpool at the cream club so the three nightclubs between them the hacienda the cream and the fridge um they got involved in the massive 1990s legal rave scene which led to the electronic dance music or otherwise known as edm explosion yeah. of the millennium uh, yeah. a plaque Now commemorates the collective's influence on the original fridge venue, which closed in 2010 but subsequently reopened as the electric Brixton. In Brixton. So yeah. So in March 1989, they released Keep on Moving, featuring Karen Wheeler as lead vocals. The song became a success, selling over one million copies in the US alone. In, the, in late 1989, both Waddell and Rindross, who were like backing vocals sort of thing, um, they left the group, but not before their next single, Back to Life, became the group's biggest hit, peaking at number five on the US Hot 100 Billboard chart. Oh. By
2: 1998,
0: the group had disbanded, although they often reunited for a few selected dates. In March 2002, Do- Doreen Riddell died at 36 after being hit by three cars while she was fleeing from a shoplifting incident.
1: Oh. she doing the shoplifting?
0: I couldn't tell you. I'd, why was she running is all I would say, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, In 2007, the group got back together, albeit only three of the original group, Jazzy B, Karen Wheeler and HB, returning. Um, And in December 2008, BBC Radio 4 broadcast a programme about Soul to Soul. In
1: 2016,
0: the group released a new single, A New Day, which was credited to Karen Wheeler and produced by Jazzy B. The group also released a live album, Origins The Roots of Soul to Soul. And in May twenty seventeen the group performed at Electric Brixton, the original where they obviously originally first got together as when it was known as the fridge. So yes. Wow. So are they
1: still going?
0: Um. No, not that I'm aware of.
1: Okay.
0: Well, I,
1: no, I mean, not, 2017 yeah. isn't that long ago. No, well, they've done. I mean, they might anything. be,
0: but they haven't. They haven't done anything of no, note. But too. yeah,
1: no well, yeah.
0: yeah. uh They've had five top ten singles, four top ten albums. So in 1989, Club Classics Volume One got to number one. In 1990, Volume Two, A New Decade, got to number one. In 1992, Volume 3, Just Right, got to number 3. And in 1993, Volume 4, the classic singles of 88 to 93, got to number 10.
1: Okay. So not bad with their albums? No. I just see these, like, they're obviously very good at, like, hitting with, like, the Ravers and that group. Yeah. I think they're very, Um, like... Specific to
0: their title, I'll go through the yeah. singles but you'll find out that I
2: actually have bought a single of theirs back to life so Soul to
0: Soul 1989 Keep on Moving featuring Karen Wheeler got to number 5 and then it was re-released in 1996, but only got to number 31.
1: Well, I recognise this one. Good lyrics, like the pace of it. It was a good start for me. Yeah.
0: 1989, Back to Life. However, Do You Want Me? Number one.
1: I told you it would be.
0: Yeah, and right. I'll tell you, so. so just right. so you know. So, obviously, Soul to Soul is seen as a 90s group. However, they're, yeah. they're, they're two best... No, no, they're, they're number one um, single um, that obviously Back to Life got to number one in the 80s, 1989. Yeah. Now, I bought this single, it was a very, you know, I mean, I loved it. It's probably my, one of my favorite, definitely my favorite of that year, if not the whole 80s. It's just out there, that song, I just love it. Um, a really however, good song. Um, on the way home, bear in mind we we're talking it was a, a single, a seven inch single. Um, oh, on the no, way home, I fell over. When I got Hang home, on, I found you've out
1: done this, before.
0: this is the single.
1: This isn't the first time you've fallen over and broken a single.
0: This is the only single I've broke fallen over, and broken.
1: Well, then you've told me this story before.
0: I must, I probably have. So, yeah, I fell over, and when I got home, I found out the single was in two parts. So, I then went out and bought the single again. Well, I didn't save up, but I mean, they weren't weren't, the singles. Um, But um, I went out and bought the single again. So, I actually bought it twice.
1: I remember you telling me that. I've still got got it now.
0: (laughs) I don't know. It's the only single I've. I wasn't really a single person, to be honest. I used to just buy albums if I liked, yeah. yeah. So um, it wasn't often that I'd bought, but this I did go, So I, I didn't, yeah. I mean, Soul to Soul, I don't own an album. It's They're not my kind of music, but yeah. Back to Life, back I just to loved. Life.
1: Yeah. But Keep On Moving and Back to Life, they're the two that I like from yeah. these. The rest of it, eh. Back to Life was my favourite. Very catchy. Well, and it just worked. It's, it's, I love it. It's a great song. Okay, well,
0: 1989 still, Get to Life, that got to number three. But that could have been mm. back on the back of the success oh, exactly. of
1: Back to Life. Yeah, let's go with that. It just, it just, they just had that bit of wrapping in it. It yeah. weren't much to it apart from the rap gave it a bit of something different.
0: Okay, I just see Soul to Soul as like the pre, the preempt of um, Black Eyed Peas.
1: Mm, yeah, just not as good.
0: Not now. Um, 1990, A Dream's A Dream, number six.
1: Not much body to it. Same tone throughout on that one.
0: 1990, Missing, featuring Kim Mizell, number 22.
1: Love the vocals, but lyrically, there's not much there.
0: 1992, Joy, number four.
1: Gets you moving. And I really like the focus on the male.
0: He makes it. 1992, Move Me No Mountain, number 31.
1: Ooh, I like the chorus. Everything else a bit eh, but the chorus, yeah.
0: 1992, Just Right, number 38.
1: Bit repetitive.
0: 1993, Wish, number
1: 24. The chorus adds definition to the song. Again, it's a bit like Move Me No Mountain. If the chorus weren't there, it's a bit eh.
0: 1995, I Love Enough, number 12.
1: I like the layers with the backing vocals. Like, they all layer on top of one another, and it really works.
0: 1995, I Care, number 17.
1: It's slow and stripped back, but I've really enjoyed it. And in
0: 1997, Represent, number 39.
1: Uh, So this one's the, like, 90s feel, but obviously it is the 90s. Like, it's just like, I feel like you'd be on the streets dancing to it
0: okay moving on then to big fun
1: yes yeah. so i felt like these were going to be a fun group just from the name and then reading the song titles i was like oh yeah you like a like i feel like you were going to be cheesy they are a bit cheesy but there's only four songs and they're kind of like a bit different from one another um trio i've gone with i went with just plain pop um their first song, Blame It on the Boogie, is covered. I think the Jacksons did it first. But they do a dance that you would do if you were dancing to it. Like it's a literal dance to the lyrics. Um they like Denim, they like a bomber jacket. They I feel like they're the beginning of the nineties style that you know. Um and they just love a dance routine. But, yeah, not much okay. to say about them. And you had four songs.
2: Okay.
0: Okay. So, Big Fun were Mark Gillespie, lead vocals, Phil Kresic, backing vocals, and Jason John, backing vocals. They were formed in 1988 in London, and they are pop. Ah, okay. Before they were Big Fun, both Kresic and John were in the band 7th Avenue, or the group 7th Avenue. Big Fun were produced by Stock Aitken and Waterman, who were behind many successful artists... In the late 1980s. I
1: spoke about them many times.
0: Including, yes, Kylie Minogue, Jason Donovan. We
1: spoke about um, last week.
0: Beyond, yeah, Brother Beyond, who won a competition. Um, I Feel the Earth move was meant to be their debut single, with promo copies even sent out, but its release was cancelled at the last minute in favour for the cover version of the Jacksons' 1978 hit, Blame It on the boogie
1: yeah it's a good song though but wouldn't you rather to get out a non-cover like an original Uh
0: their only album a pocket full of dreams was released in 1990 the same year they did a charity single with sonia who is also in the p in the waterman stocking and waterman okay Mm. Um, oh, Rick you'll obviously, was their main one. Um, yeah. Their final single was Stomp, released in 1994, under the name Big Fun 2, as by this time Jason John had left.
1: Ah, oh, okay.
0: So, all three members were gay and had been advised by Pete Waterman to keep their sexuality quiet as he believed it would ruin their careers. Oh, After disbanding, Kresik became a painter and decorator and was also convicted of drug supply and possession, but avoided jail. Jason John returned to being a model booker and music manager. John died in Brazil in 2019 at the age of 51. They had two top 10 singles, one top 10 album, which is their 1990 A Pocket Full of Dreams at number 7. Which, embarrassingly, I do own.
1: Why is it embarrassingly?
0: Um, I don't know. They're not. They're not brother beyond, are they? I, I, I prefer brother beyond to big fun. And, but, yeah, yes. Yeah, no,
1: yeah.
0: But uh, both of them are. You know, they're really cheesy boy vans. I mean, they are <laughs> both cheap <laughs> versions of Bros who i would probably you know oh, but like boy that. bands had moved boy bands of the 80s you know i mean even i'll put a har in there were totally different to you know spandard Ballet around these are just cheesy boy bands when you come to bros brother beyond big fun at the end of the 80s so you just
1: put a har in there
0: I as I a boy band like at the beginning well because they are a boy they're just all boys like, but men you know but they were classed which they don't like the label as a boy band at the time in the in the eighties, along with Wham. Sp- well, not so much Wham, but uh, sorry, Duran uh, Duran and Spandau Ballet. Yeah,
1: that's true. I wouldn't put Wham and Spandau Ballet with. Not carpet. Wham, not
0: Wham. They weren't a boy band. They seemed like a duo, Durand but they had two But Spandau Ballet and Duran Duran, yeah. I wouldn't
1: put them in the same category as like Big Fun and Brother Beyond.
0: No, that's what I'm saying, the difference in, in the yeah. boy band music from right. the early 80s, mid-80s, and now you've the got Ross, yeah. Big Fun and Brother Beyond. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. So Yeah, yeah, yeah I get that. So, 1989, Blame It on the Boogie, as I say, a cover of the Jacksons, number four.
1: Okay, it's feel good. You've got to have it on your party playlist, whether it's the sort of Jacksons or this version. Uh, it gets you moving. liked the video it was my favorite of the four which i am i don't like it finding out it's a cover and i already knew that was a cover but it was my favorite
0: 1989 can't shake the feeling number eight
1: again this is feel good and you can't help to move about it just didn't have the upbeat cheesiness from blame it on the boogie
0: So, um, 1990, Handful of Promises, number 21.
1: Ooh, this one is more of a song type song, if you know what I mean. like It's not the cheesy. It's like you're taken seriously. Do you know what I mean? Um, but it still has that upbeat, moving feel to it. And then
0: 1990, You've Got a Friend with Sonia, number 14, which was a charity single, as I say.
1: It's the complete opposite from the other three. Like, that's where the sound changes, but I guess it's charity, it's with someone else, but it really shows off their vocals.
0: Okay. Moving on then to De La Soul.
1: Yeah. So, Connor had heard of these and played a song to me. Um, I've gone with rap, hip-hop, soul. They're very different to the other bands this week. I feel like they're definitely, you can tell they are the 90s, not the 80s, although I know like all of these bands are classed as 90s, but these are... 90s sound um they give off fresh prince of bel-air vibes and they get better with the wrapping as time goes on like they find their talent like their their way of doing it if that makes sense Um, mm. they like bold colors it's another cool looking group they express themselves through the clothing that's of quite like that but yeah mm. there weren't much to say about them i mean there was still quite a
0: like, vast amount of songs. Okay. De La Soul. Kevin Mercer, also known as... Now, I can't even say what it, it, P-O-S-D-N-U-O-S. Posnus. Oh. I don't know. It's obviously a silent D, and, you know, yeah. because... But anyway. David Jude Jolicoeur, also known as Trugoy the Dove. And Vincent Lamont Mason Jr., also known as Massio.
1: Okay, so
0: they had some odd stage names. Yeah. So they were formed in 1988, Amityville, New York in America. They are an alternative hip-hop jazz rap group.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So the three members formed the group while at high school together and caught the attention of producer Prince Paul with a demo tape of their song Plug Turnin. Or tunin, sorry, plug tunin. Their debut album, Three Feet High and Rising, was called a hip hop masterpiece at the time. The album was to be the group's biggest commercial success to date. In two thousand and six, the group won a Grammy for their collaboration with Gorillaz on the single Feel Good Inc. going to say like hang on the gorillas i know that yeah yeah um on august the 26th 2016 they released their ninth studio album titled and the anonymous nobody it was funded by kickstarter which is an american crowdfunding program or whatever you want to call them uh so de la sol had two top 10 singles one top ten album, 1991's one's Della Soul is Dead, uh, which got to number seven. Now, I have got a single of theirs, funny enough, which oh, is um, yeah,
1: the Ring, Ring,
0: over. Ring, Hey, Hey, Ho. Yeah, is this? yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: ha, ha, hey.
0: Yes. So, 1989, Me, Myself and I, number 22.
1: This is the one that Connor played to me. When I said that I was doing Dilla Soul, it's uh-huh. straightforward. I like the lyrics to it.
0: 1989, say no go, number 18.
1: Okay. Whereas this one, there's not much to it. Bit of a...
0: 1989 again, I know, number 14.
1: This one, I think they put passion into it. Like they really, you can tell they love what they're doing. Okay.
0: 1989 again, a double A side, this one. The Magic Number and Buddy, number seven.
1: I thought it was a double A because when I watched the videos, like it was more like an album cover and it said Buddy on one diagonal and uh. like in one corner and the Magic Number in the other. Um, the Magic Number was my favourite. I recognise it, but I think, and I'm like, has it been used in an advert? I feel like it's one of those. It's very fast paced. I liked it. And Buddy had a good beat to it.
0: Okay. So good to 1990s now so 1990 Mama gave birth to the Soul Children which was with Queen Latifah number 14
1: yes you're moving I like the beat to it and it's fast paced I like Queen Latifah there. okay
0: 1991 Ring 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 Ha Ha Hey number 10
1: I like this one as well this is probably my second favourite um, I recognise it it's very catchy
0: okay Nineteen ninety-one, a roller skating jam named Saturdays, number twenty-two.
1: This one's got a bit of scratch discing in it, and it's quite repetitive. I'm not a fan. Nineteen
0: ninety-three, Breaker Dawn, number thirty-nine.
1: Uh, this one's mellow, a bit too mellow compared to like the rest. It doesn't fit in as well.
0: Okay, we're now into the two thousands and noughties, with Ooh at number twenty-nine.
1: It's more noise than a song. So ah. but I feel like, the, like the, the, those two were a bit eh. They didn't work.
0: Okay. And still in 2000, All Good, number 33.
1: So this one I also put as a favourite, but mostly because I love Chaka Khan. Um, ah. Like she features on it. It's got a good beat to it.
0: Okay. So that concludes this week's Bands. Yeah. So all it needs to me is to find out, did I manage to educate you or did I not educate right. you? Or Sorry, not educate you, influence you. Yeah. Influence, yes. So oh. did I influence, dad influence daughter or did not?
1: Right. So we'll start with beautiful Sal. Now, there's one thing that I did not say when I was talking about them. So I've gone back. So, they could 100% be around now and I'd have them on repeat. I feel like we have found my perfect group. Beautiful mm. South, I think, is like my favorite group that I've listened to. That I've met, ne- like, well, I mean, I have heard of them, but like, and I do recognize a bit better for all of it. And you sent me a lot of songs. They are like, they are me, a bit of me. So, they did influence. You did well. well you though. need
0: to listen to some of their other stuff because their albums yeah. are good. 46D, yeah. obviously, we mentioned. Well, but even maybe, th- so yeah, 36. But, but um, maybe even look at getting that album I said about, which has got Beautiful South and the House Martins yeah. on it because um, it is good. Yeah, I, can't, well, I can't remember I what that. you said about the House Martins, but
1: um, I, I think I did like I it. I think
0: they're very similar.
1: As so. you said Caravan of Love. Caravan mm. of Love? Yeah, as yeah. Yeah. soon as you said that, I was like, yes, I remember that. I liked it. So, yeah.
0: Okay. Um, R.E.M.
1: R.E.M., you did. I don't think I'd listen to as many songs that I have in one go, though, but I'd definitely play them again, and they would be on some playlists.
0: Okay. The um, Lightning Seeds.
1: Lightning Seeds. They These surprised me because I only knew that one, although one, they surprised me because I did recognise others. Um, But they surprised me because I actually really enjoyed them. So you did there as well.
0: Soul to soul.
1: Uh, Didn't with these. They were a bit all over the place. They didn't. um, Went. Yeah, I could give them a miss now. Been there. Big fun. I did. I just love how cheesy they are and how upbeat they are. I'm intrigued about other songs because I didn't get a chance to with the vast amount that I had. So maybe when I get a chance, I'll look into them. I maybe. don't
0: think there's much. But, they only had oh, one album.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so, so there you go. Uh, like the songs uh, that I've yeah. given, I enjoyed them. Just, so, just yeah. listen
0: to the Pocket Full of Dreams album, and you've listened to Big Fun.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, okay. But yeah, I liked them, so I did.
0: And, and finally, De La Soul.
1: Didn't. I just don't think I'm a big fan of the early hip-hop rap music.
0: Like, I'm not a I think you like salt and pepper, didn't you? And I think. Was, yes, I yeah, and I think that was. Yeah, yeah.
1: It. But yeah. yeah, like the hip hop hasn't hit that well with me. Not gonna
0: lie. Okay, so that brings us to the end. All it takes for me now is to give you next week.
1: Yes. Really. So I apologise
0: in advance because we are at the end as far as next week goes, as far as uh-huh. we've gone through the groups of each year, there's just some I've missed out, which are on a separate one because they're all different. LC yeah. years. And yeah. then, as I say, we've got, we've got two episodes of um, the ones that didn't make it. Yeah. So to speak. Um, so this is the last one. So there is seven bands that you've got next week. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: and there is <laughs> Again. seven bands okay. and there's a lot of songs. Yeah. I'll be honest. But let's see if you've heard of any of them. Yeah. Texas.
1: No.
2: Stone Roses.
1: Yes, I've heard of them. But they sound rocky, so I'm not a fan.
2: Roxette.
1: Not heard of them.
2: James. Nope. Technotronic.
0: 808 State. Nope. And lastly, Happy Mondays.
1: I've heard of them, but why do I think that that's meant to be a song or a band?
0: So they are your seven groups. So just to recap, Texas, Stone Roses, Roxette, James, Technotronic, 808 State and Happy Mondays.
2: okay All right. Okay.
0: So um I shall send those songs to you as I said there's quite a few and yeah. um we shall discuss that next week.
1: Yeah. Looking forward to it. I'll
0: uh, get listening mm. Okay. So good week this week for dids against two didn'ts. Yeah. So good influence in dad educate daughter this week and yeah. influence as well. So um all good. Absolutely. Um on that note I will say good night or goodbye.
1: And I'll speak to you next week.
0: You will indeed. Bye.
1: Bye, Dad.